This episode of Ask Theory was made possible by the Mercury Drug Foundation Incorporated, a private, non-stock, non-profit organization, and the corporate social responsibility arm of Mercury Drug Corporation. I was a young boy when I first learned about dengue. Back then, TV ads warned the public about the disease during the rainy season, focusing mostly on preventive measures like covering stagnant water or buying mosquito repellent. Now, I can't pinpoint exactly when it changed from a threat we only worried about during certain months to a health problem we struggle with all year. I do remember, though, that when I got dengue myself a decade ago, it certainly wasn't during a rainy month. I wonder, how did we get to this point? And what does this say about our approach to public health as a whole? Our guest on today's show is Dr. Edri Alcanzare, a frontliner. He is a public health physician and pathology resident trying to make sense of the health system and the many ways it can be improved. Our interview took place in November 2020, but the stories and insights he shared as both a former rural physician and a COVID-19 frontliner still reveal so much about our society nearly a year into this pandemic. We talked about whether Pinoy's are truly pasaway when it comes to following COVID-19 guidelines. Dr. Alcanzar's most unforgettable and horrifying but hilarious frontliner story, how dengue in the Philippines transformed from a seasonal concern into a year-round problem, and the long and difficult path towards reforming the Philippine public health care system. Welcome to this special episode of Ask Theory, the second of two parts. If it's any, ano, if it's any consolation though, yung tungkol dyan sa mga cases na yan, hopefully, uh, habang patuloy natin na pinag-aaralan yung sakit na COVID-19, maybe makaklarify yan na parang, oops, meron pala silang predisposition na magkaroon na, uh, tawag dito, ng ganyang klaseng uh, symptoms. Uh, regardless, basta under a very stressful condition. Uh, consider kasi, Uh, maybe yung mga health workers na nagkaroon ng encephalopathy or nung psychosis na yun, eh ano pala sila, they're under a lot of stress. And stress is more likely to give you, ano, extreme stress is more likely to give you psychosis. Especially pag ang iniisip ng health worker, is this it? A- ako na ba yung next na health worker na ma- mamamatay? So, if it's if it's any consolation, baka not necessarily, ano, not necessarily... Uh, symptom ng COVID yung, yung mga behavioral changes na yun. But more of because that uh, patient is under extreme stress. Y- yun na lang. Uh-huh. Pero yun, yun yeah. niya eh. We, we ha- uh, we're, we're still learning. And hopeful, and ako, ang ano ko na lang, ang hope ko na lang is sana hindi siya, hindi siya because of COVID but because those health workers were under stress. Kasi otherwise, it's just the thing that just keeps on there there is no end to all of the bad things that it can do yeah it's a horrible gift that keeps on giving giving yun 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 yeah. it's bad on its own pero alongside other things diba yung, mm. and all of the talk of comorbidities and other diseases alongside uh covid-19 which when you think about covid we just think about that disease itself we don't think about everything else yes. and uh, in in the eight months that we've been uh going through well this 
what have you observed sa ugali ng Pilipino? Nakakalimutan na ba ng Pilipino na may COVID-19? Uh, ako ang sasab- I'm going to ano ah, to go on the extreme and say napaka matakotin ng Pilipino. Mm-hmm. Uh, every everyone will keep on saying kaya tumataas yung cases natin dahil maraming pasaway pero ako ang sasabihin ko ay the reason uh, dito, the reason na tumataas yung cases natin ay wala ano eh, yun na yung point talaga na hindi na natin ma-avoid na magkaroon ng cases na ganun. Uh, ah mm-hmm. yung yung mga Pilipino at uh, susunod at susunod sila sa mga health advisories at saka health regulations up to a reasonable point. In fact, di ba uh-huh. yung naglabas ng article ang um, sa isang anon uh, mainstream news source natin na ang Google sinasabi na ang marami sa mga Pilipino daw ay actually nagsistay sa loob ng bahay uh, yeah. during the lockdown. Okay? So yung, so yung mga nakikita ng tao na, na lumalabas ng bahay, most of the time, ito kasi ay dahil dun sa isang kahig, isang tuka na, ano, na, na, na buhay nila. Okay? Hindi sila pwedeng hindi magtrabaho. Tapos, oh, hindi sila pasaway. Oh, hindi sila pasaway. Yeah. Uh, bukod pa dun, ah, uh, Maraming magsasabi, ang dami ko nakikita ang hindi nakamask. Sorry ah, pero ako pag nahik- ang nakikita ko lang pag nasa loob ng ano ng uh, palengke, mga taong nakamask dahil natatakot rin sila na magkasakit nito. Okay? At kahit sa mga malls natin, napakahigpit ng no mask, no face shield. Kahit na yung face shield at best questionable pa as a preventive a preventive method pero sinusunod yan walang nakakapasok ng hindi naka-facial walang nakakapasok ng hindi naka-mask totoo kahit 7-Eleven eh <laughs> oh actually yung 7-Eleven basta lumampas na ng 10 tao yung ano yung nasa counter sasabihan pa nga sorry hindi kayo muna pwedeng pumasok hanggang may lumabas dito sa 10 dito sa loob meron ka bang isang uh, masasabi mong experience na hindi mo makalimutan or talagang tumatak sa isip mo na masasabi mo na pag in the years to come when you reminisce about COVID-19 and, and the pandemic here in the Philippines, maaalala mo tong kwentong to. Okay. Uh, dahil kakatapos pa lang ng October 31, Halloween season at ang uh, ating KJA, ano? Uh, KMJ, ano? Uh, KMJS yes. na, ga, ano? Uh, ano yung sa kanila? Gabi, hindi, hindi gabi ng lagin. So horror horror story tayo, horror story. Tayo. Okay. Uh, bilang isang ano, uh, pathology trainee, ang isa sa mga areas ng ospital na in charge ang department namin ay ang morgue. Okay? Uh, normally, uh, yung ano namin, yung pagiging in charge namin diyan ay pag kunyari nagte 24 hours duty kami, pagre-release lang ng cadaver. Okay? Very rarely nakailangan namin bumaba sa morgue para tingnan yung cadaver unless merong may issue doon like nawala yung pangalan or yung identification tag doon sa cadaver and in which case pag nangyari yun there is going to be a lot of trouble for everyone involved including yung kung kaninong department nang galing yung yung bangkay na yun 
up to uh-huh. yung uh, kusino yung nag-transport doon, da bakit hindi na ano. Okay, so morgue yan. Noong panahon ng ano, panahon na nagsimula yung lockdowns, sinabi ng uh, hospital ano namin, ng uh, hospital infection committee, the ones in charge ng pag-manage ng COVID-19, kailangan yung mag-swab ng mga deceased patients. So part nung yung kinukuwento ko kanina, six uh, first six weeks ko nag aano ako ng mga uh, nagsaswab rin ako ng mga patay. So doon sa first, <laughs> oh, oh, first three weeks yun, papasok ako doon sa morgue, bubuksan ko yung body bag, ipapasok ko yung nasal swab kasi hindi ma, ano, dahil may rigor mortis na, which is basically tumitigas yung katawan ng isang patay na tao, so hindi mo na mabubuksan yung bibig. So ang kaya mo lang gawin ay ipasok doon sa nose ng tao. Morgue yun. Uh-huh. Yung morgue namin, Uh, kahit sabihin mong ang daming kulang, ang daming wala, well-lit place yun. And understandable kung bakit siya well-lit place paggabi. And even during the time na nagkaroon ng delay sa pagre-release ng mga cadavers dahil natakot yung mga funeral pa- uh, parlors and funeral services na uh, mag-accept ng mga, pa- uh, ng mga patay for processing, uh, nakakayanan ko pa kasi may ilaw. In the middle uh-huh. of that, nung nagkaroon ng issue nga na nagkakaroon ng slowdown sa pagtanggap ng mga cases, so medyo nagsa-start na mag-decompose yung mga, mga cadavers, ang ginawa ng hospital uh, with, uh, with, ano, with uh, one major business or corporation na nag-donate, naglagay ng isang container van, refrigerated container van, na uh, on, on each side pagpasok mo uh, double decker ng pa- mapapatungan ng patay. Uh, so refrigerator van na nilalagay doon sa mga 18-wheeler or 16-wheeler trucks mo yan. Ha? Refrigerated, malamig. Uh-huh. Nilagay nila kaso may ano may gumagana ng ano uh, uh, tawag dito, refrigeration system kaso hindi nila naisipan lagyan ng ilaw kasi syempre hindi hindi okay. Ma- okay. Walang ilaw. Happy gabi. First day ko na may refrigerated ano container van. Sinabi sa akin, oh nasa ano nasa ano na po refrigerated container van na po si patient ano na namatay na po siya. Kaya doon na nila po siya iswab. So, nag-iisa ako, dala-dala ko yung ice box. Tapos biglang sinabihan ako, oh, eto iswab mo na rin uh, namatay nandiyan na rin sa loob ng container van. So, dalawang pasyente, ah, sorry, dalawang, oh, dalawang namatay na ano, pasyente nasa loob ng container van, kailangan ko iswab. Binuksan ko yung gate kasi in-enclose in- nila sa loob ng isang parang, ah, ah, tawag dito, fence na gawa ng yero. Tapos yung gate, eh, yero din, corrug- ano, ah, corrugated roofing. Pasok ako, ah, pinag-aralan ko pa kasi... Hindi, hindi naman tinutuwo sa high school at college kung paano buksan yung container van. So, kailangan uh-huh. ng muscle power, bubuksan mo para kang nasa, para kasi Indiana Jones na pagbukas, alamig na, ano, alamig na, na blast ng air, tapos pagpasok mo, uh, ang dilim-dilim. So, hahanapin mo ngayon yung pasyente. Hindi mo naman pwedeng randomly ipapoke mo na lang kung kahit sino. 
ilaw. So, kailangan pa mag-adjust ng mata ko dun sa dilim. Tapos, kailangan kong isa-isahin yung mga name, name tags. Imagine, nasa loob ako ng dilim, puro mga patay sa, ano, sa kaliwa at kanan ko. Kailangan, eh, dalawa doon kailangan kong iswap. Kaya nga, kung biglang may gumalaw no time na yon siguro naman mapapatawad ako kung nalabas ako na ako sumisigaw na ang, ang tinis ng boses. <laughs> The following duty, dahil kinapalad ko na mukha ko, may mga ano ko, may mga kaibigan ako dun sa isa sa mga hobby groups ko ng fountain pens na ano, uh, mahilig rin siya sa flashlights. Talagang kinapalan ko na mu- yung mukha ko, uh, sabi ko, attorney, hihingi ako ng isang flashlight mo. Sabi niya, sure! <laughs> Happy naman siya na ibigay sa akin. So the following duty, may head-mounted ano, flashlight na ako. Pero hindi na wala yung fear factor. Kaya pala, na- naalala ko tong picture na to sa Facebook. Kaya pala. Oh. <laughs> pala yung story doon. <laughs> Useful pa rin yung ano, useful pa rin yung flashlights uh, even in living sa mga buhay na ano na pasyente na isaswab. Kasi kailangan kong kung makita yung oral ano nila eh, yung oral cavity nila, yung oropharyngeal yeah. area at saka yung yung yudos. Kasi syempre, nakaka-irritate mo matatamaan mo yung swab ng swab yung loob ng nose when you could as much as possible minimize yung yung pagbump around dun sa loob ng nasal cavity. But wow. primarily, dahil doon, kaya ako nagkaroon ng powerful na flashlight. <laughs> flashlight. Yeah. Kumbaga sa RPG na-upgrade yung gear dahil yes. ano, may, may panibagong challenge. Buti uh, na lang may gear up. Yes. Plus straight to light, ganyan. Uh, <laughs> Grabe. Akala ko pa naman, actually, when I ask you that question, nakala ko ikukwento mo tungkol sa buhay na pasyente. Medyo unforgettable nga. Yung, yung yung ano yung sa mga buhay na pasyente kasi uh, relatively once nagawa mo na na, na ano na, na lampasan mo na yung ano yung uh, paperwork at na nasanay ka na dun sa kung nasaan sila kung paano silang hanapin nagiging ano uh, monotonous na eh. pero pag pagpatay talaga hahabulin mo muna yung yung doktor kasi kukunin mo yung chart niya uh, Uh, ano, uh, kukopyahin mo yung case investigation form tapos hindi na yun yung major challenge ang major challenge mo ngayon ipapasok ka na mag-isa dun sa refrigerated container ba oh, talagang pang, medyo pang tear factor yes <laughs> you know not to make light of the dead pero uh, yeah I, I can't mm. imagine doing that <laughs> and this brings us to well and I know that this question is not something that we can answer in in a podcast to be honest. But I would like to get yung, kahit yung bare, yung surface level insights nyo, or one or two things you can share. Your mission, uh, at the start of all of this, uh, was, yun nga, to, to figure out, sabi mga, to, to figure out what's what's wrong with the health system, why it's broken, and how we can fix it. So the question is, how can we fix the health system of the Philippines? Where do we start? Uh, ang health kasi uh, sa akin, uh, it doesn't begin at the ano eh, at the hospital. Uh, a lot of people think na when we say Department of Health or the health sector, 
hospital sa gadang ano ang kanila pag dito ang kanila uh, iniisip okay yung nasa point of care eh mm-hmm. that's not the first line uh, whenever we say na frontline yan that's not actually the first line of uh, care that's actually the last line of care after that wala na eh. there's no, no nothing after the hospital uh, it should really start dun sa uh, lifestyle and the way our cities are built there's a there needs to be a complete uh, overhaul of our social services and our social support systems uh, katulad ng sinabi ko kanina di ba sumusunod naman ang mga Pilipino sa mga patakaran hindi tayo katulad ng US na nagkakaroon pa sila ng mga anti-mask rallies anti-lockdown rallies hindi kasi nasa kultura natin yun susunod tayo uh, pag pagsinabihan tayo tungkol doon pero syempre kailangan maging reasonable naman ng uh, uh, ating ano ang ating uh, dito ang ating lipunan eto ang ating minimum wage okay uh, has generally stayed the, the same for almost 20 years now okay hindi pa lumalampas ng 500 pesos yata hanggang ngayon ang uh, minimum ang daily minimum wage natin uh, which that has to be fact check baka mali ako ha pero the fact na uh, ganun pa rin ang naiisip ko imagine kung ganyan ang ano ang minimum wage mo tapos meron kang mga anak at ikaw yung sole breadwinner ng family kailangan mo magtrabaho talaga oh, so yun yung isang ano yun yung isang aspect okay And uh, mention dun sa mga binabasa kong articles at dun sa review nung libro na na-mention ko kanina, yung Agents of Apocalypse, uh, Epidemics in Colo- ano, uh, Epidemic Diseases in the Colonial Philippines. Madalas kasi, what compounds yung mga ano natin, mga outbreaks natin, imported outbreaks natin, is because of the the squalor and you know yung yung poverty mismo okay mm-hmm. uh, let me ask you a question ang age range mo ba i won't ask for the specific age ah. katulad ko okay. na closer to closer to 40 or nasa ano ka pa below below 30 ka pa uh, i can give you the exact i'm 32 <laughs> okay you're 32 okay uh, So, ikaw na 32, you're about as old as my... Oh, okay, as old as my sister. So, ewan ko kung... Hindi ko alam kasi yung kapatid ko kung aware siya. Pero ako na tatandaan ko pa ang Pilipinas na walang... Na may dengue season pa. As in, na kinoconsider yeah. na ang dengue is only limited to certain times of the month. And there was a time na dengue wasn't considered uh, a threat talaga sa Pilipinas, parang it's a new thing. Okay? Mm-hmm. And natatatandaan yeah. mo, may may ganun ka pa bang ano? Uh, may mga mascot eh. Uh-oh. Yeah, may mga mascot, may mga campaign. Naalala ko yan. Yeah, yung season, dengue, exactly, dengue season. Yeah. Okay. So, ang tanong ko sa'yo, bakit from from a that kind of disease na may dengue season, bakit sa tingin mo nagkaroon, nag, nag-transform na siya into a disease that affects us all year long. Doesn't matter what month, there will always be dengue cases. 
Oh, nga, good question. Uh, well, I don't know the answer, but I would think na may kapabayaang nangyari na may mga dapat ginawa to mitigate the spread. And siguro, partly yung, yung mga pinamumugaran ng lamok, partly yung pag-control mismo sa pagdami nila. Uh-huh. Well, ganito. Uh, we have always been, ano, uh, yung short-sighted dun sa mga, ano natin, eh, dun sa mga policies and ating planning uh, when it comes to our cities. Uh, uh-huh. Katulad nung, even before, yung malaria, for example, nagkakaroon ng malarial outbreak sa Metro Manila, eh, dahil swampland yung a lot of places in Metro Manila, swampland, where uh, the Anopheles mosquito could, uh, yeah. dito, <clears throat> could uh, pro- ano, they, they can proliferate. Okay? Tapos, aside from that, uh, yung living conditions natin, uh, yung ating population density, wherein tabi-tabi yung mga bahay, they're cramped. Uh, that's the reason why tuberculosis, once it was imported to in, in this country, hindi na nawala talaga. Uh, another thing, back uh, when we were ano when we were kids uh, hinayaan ng local government units sa Metro Manila na magproliferate yung mga informal settlers okay mm-hmm. kasi ang naisip ng mga local chief executives ng mga local government units na yun sa Metro Manila source of cheap labor for our recovering economy and second syempre votes sa elections. Uh-huh. But where other countries and other cities would say, oops, ang dami kong informal settlers, gagawa ako ng housing system wherein they would actually live, have ano, uh, dito, humane living conditions. Hinayaan lang nila to, to grow on top of each other so that uh, one of the things they, ano, uh, I, I noticed nung, ano, for example, nung at uh, dito nung nagsaswab pa ako nung first six weeks isa sa mga hot spots na dun sa amin dinadala dahil government hospital kami is the old Balara barangay of Quezon City which is one of the bigger informal settler community sa Quezon City and because yung ganun yung living conditions nila uh, they live so cramped na talagang magkakahawahan Well, kung mag- meron mang COVID-19 cases doon. Oo oh, nga, oo nga. Eh, yung, yung environment mismo nila doon ay conducive sa pagkalat at pagpasapasa ng sakit. Yes. Uh, tapos yung pa, a lot of places mismo sa Quezon City and sa Manila, it's built on swampland and that swampland, when it, when it floods, lalo na ngayong, ngayong uh, typhoon si- uh, season na naman, rainy season, These are places kung saan pwedeng pagpagaran ng ating Aedes aegypti. And because these are ano uh, places na informal settlers na walang proper na sewage system, talagang yung Aedes aegypti mosquito mo, which loves dirty water, in fact, mas likely siyang mabuhay in dirty water than in clean water, eh talagang magkakaroon ka ng dengue cases. Actually, naalala ko nga, ang lagi nilang tawag dyan ay stagnant water. Stagnant water. Hindi na-emphasize yung, actually, sa messaging, hindi na-emphasize yung, yung preference nila for dirty water. Dirty water. Uh, ang naisip lang ng tao pag stagnant, ay ah, yung hindi gumagalaw. Hindi gumagalaw. Yung nakatingalaw. Oh. 
uh, or ponds, hindi nila naiisip dirty water. And especially dirty water na mataas ang urine content. Mas mabilis mag, uh, tawag dito, mas mabilis magmature ang iyong Aedes aegypti larvae pag meron kang uh, urine. And if you don't have a prop if you don't have a proper su- su- uh, sewage system, saan mapupunta yun? Siyempre. Oh. Exactly. Oo nga. So things things like that they have to be taken into consideration whenever we talk about health. Oh, diyan diyan nga no public health talaga. And naalala ko yung at the very beginning of this discussion of our, you know, of our kwentuhan nabibanggit natin yung contextualizing, mm. yung hindi lang pwede tayo mag-focus lang sa very hard science or technical aspects of health. If we want to provide concrete and long-lasting solutions, uh, not just for problems na nandito na, kundi yung mga problema ang pwede natin harapin yes. sa hinaharap or yung mga future generations. Everything has to be taken into consideration. Yung history, uh, the reasons behind why certain diseases have, have uh, become more widespread, even yung socio-political climate at the time. Mm-hmm. Sobrang, ito yung mga bagay na, oo nga, pag nagbasa ka lang ng libro, you'll miss them. Yes. And one last, ano, one last thing I want to, ano, to, to mention is, marami kasi sa mga, ano, natin, uh, leaders natin, um, they want to make a mark. Yung parang, pag hindi na sila yung nakaupo, at least they will be remembered fondly Uh, for something uh, for something for some infrastructure so kung gagawa sila ng mga uh, infrastructure health infrastructure uh, sana eh gumawa sila ng uh, to build for ano for redundancies and failure scenarios in mind uh, for example i used to be a rural health physician under the doctor to the body program and yung province of deployment ko only had one uh, major hospital dun sa province na yon, which catered to a population of 200 to 250,000. Oh, man. Yes. And imagine wow. kung dumating doon, buti na lang at island province siya, at as far as I know, hindi pa bumabalik in full operation yung airport, pero paano kung dumapo doon yung COVID-19? Diba? So, Parang wildfire. Oh. Yes. So, Isa lang ang hospital. Yes, isa lang ang os- well, isa lang ang hospital na ano na kayang mag may ano may mga maliliit na community hospitals but those community hospitals won't be able to to do what uh norm what could normally do eh kasi yun nga they're only what 50 50 beds wala pa yung mga mechanical ventilators wala pa yung mga 24 hour laboratory exams i-confine ka lang doon for Uh, more serious than normal cases of pneumonia pero yung yung mga complicated to severe pneumonia eh hindi ka na pwedeng hindi ka na talaga pwede doon eh kailangan mo pang pumunta uh, dalhin doon sa sa mainland eh nasa island province ka can it afford to wait eh lalo na kung panahon ngayon ng bagyo di ba and right now that island province uh, doesn't have any electricity oh. dahil na knock out ni typhoon ano typhoon no no uh, the one before road kinta yun but so ano na yun ah that, uh, that's been like some weeks ago a yes. couple of weeks ago ano uh, oh yeah. almost a month ago and let, let me tell you ah uh, we take a lot of things uh, for granted dito dito sa cities uh, kunyari uh, 
tayo, pag nawalan tayo ng kuryente dahil sa bagyo, maximum natin 24 hours na wala tayong kuryente. And I've been living spoiled for such a long time, kahit even during the height of my, yung we were living in poverty, na kunyari nagkaroon ng bagyo like milenyo noon, ang maximum na mawawalan kami ng kuryente, 7 hours lang. Kasi we lived nearby uh, ano, yung Meralco Leadership uh, Center sa Antipolo. So, hindi uh-huh. pwede hindi mawalan ng kuryente. Ayun, syempre, di ba? Kasi, you know, Meralco oh. yun eh. Oh. Yeah. Isa sa kanila, sometimes isang buwan na walang kuryente. At ano oh, pa yun, ha? Uh, nasa poblasyon pa yon. Imagine pag nandun ka pa sa mga far-flung na mga barangays, yung hindi paved yung roads mo. May kwento nga sa akin na minsan umakit daw yung meter man ng electric company doon. Pag akit niya, he had to go go out running. Bakit? Hinahabol siya ng taga ng mga tao. Oh. Kasi tatlong buwan na raw na walang kuryente dahil naputol yung kable at hindi pa inaayos ng electric company. Honestly, yeah, I, I, yeah, I am living a spoiled life as as someone here in the city. Kasi hindi ko maimagine tatlong buwan. Yes. <laughs> A- ako nga nung ano nung nung dinaanan rin ng bagyo nung ano nung rural health physician pa ako don. Tatlong ano tatlong araw na walang kuryente. Parang ano eh sabi ko minsan nagtataka ako ba't hindi ako nagkaroon ng PTSD doon. Tapos <laughs> <laughs> tatlong ano na. Oo, tapos wala akong pang-charge ng phone ko unless makikiusap ako sa kapitbahay na makigamit ng generator nila. Thinking about how to fix things, no, it's parang it's such a huge task. Yes, but it's not impossible. Yun na lang, it's not impossible. And eto ha, uh, kanina you said something na sabi ko eh, cliche. There's another cliche naman na galing dun sa isa sa mga interest groups ko. Uh, uh, my interests are uh, fountain pens, uh, mechanical keyboards, uh, tawag dito, mechanical keyboards, uh, and the last uh na ano watches at saka yung last ko is knives folding knives aha uh-huh. uh one of the things that uh a lot of them uh, often say yung mga knife ano knife hobbyists yung everyday carry hobbyists is better the knife you have that you do not need than the knife you need but do not have so sana ganunin yung approach natin Whenever we are, ano, we are so keen on building or erecting certain uh, policies uh, to address yung mga gaps sa health system natin. Sana built for redundancies. Para pag may counting failure, uh, dun sa one one end, another end can compensate. Dahil nago overlap sila. Yeah, sana nga. And sana kung merong mga maharinig nito who who maybe someday will be in a position to start change. Sana maalala nyo tong, uh, what Doc Edry is saying now because even in the future, when future policymakers want to enact policies that are really beneficial, yung, yung ganyang line of thinking ang dapat na naaalala nila, naiisip nila. Para sa mga taong gusto mag-reach out sa'yo, uh, saan or paano yung best way para makontakt ka nila? Um, I can be reached via email dun sa just my ano, first name dot last name. So, edri.alcanzare at gmail.com. I'm uh, 
ma magaling yung filters ng Gmail. So if it's if you're doing a phishing scam or or, or any kind of scam altogether, nasasala na siya agad. But if you're ano, if you're going to ano uh, uh, if you're going to email with ano with actual uh, actual questions, nakakapasok and it reaches me. Or ano just wait a few days. Minsan kasi parang bubuksan ko siya, mababasa ko and sasabihin ko, hmm, that's interesting. And then somebody, somebody else gets my, something else gets my attention. So, biglang, oops, makaka, uh, ma, ma, yun, ma, makakalimutan ko. Uh, meron rin akong, ano, uh, blog, which, uh, dito, where I try to talk about uh, the current, ano, the current pandemic uh, from, in the eyes of a frontliner who has uh, seen both the macro level because uh, after my rural health physician stint, I was actually employed by the office of the secretary in the Department of Health as an executive assistant. And during my time, we faced not just one but uh, three possible, enough three possible uh, epidemic scenarios. Uh, the first was the Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. The second was the Ebola, and the third is something na hanggang is so obscure uh it will actually raise more questions that i i am willing to answer and and, and wow. there's not enough time to 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 talk about it to talk about it here let's just say na you know how people were so afraid na kumakain ng ng bats yung dun sa sa Taguito sa Hubei province yung yung naglalabas ng fake news na na ano yeah. raw, na may ganong klaseng festival raw na kumakain ng assorted wild, wildlife. Well, itong ano na to, itong kwento na to, all started when a horse got sick and died and a lot of people ate that horse. And it, and uh, 17, I think from ano, from the count, I think 17 of them died, including somebody who didn't even eat the horse but was taking care of one of the patients. Hmm. And we're gonna make uh, it mysterious, white, by saying that. But everything is like um, top secret, and I can't, I can't <laughs> reveal any more details other than that. I tell you, I'm gonna have to kill you. Hindi pa naman, hindi pa naman, kasi I can't kill people. Oh, yung yung blog, yung blog na yon is the the bladed scribe. Well, it, it, it's a corny, ano, it's a corny, it's a corny name. Pero it 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 ano, it, it, it involves my two favorite things, knives and fountain pens. So the bladed scribe. dot wordpress. dot com. That's where I, from time to time, churn out ano, churn out uh entries uh and ano um essays on current events especially with regards to the pandemic. Okay, sige. I will definitely start reading your blog. I mean, I think I catch your posts from time to time, pero I'll check it out a bit. For our listeners, do you have uh, one final piece of advice for anyone who wants to become a, a doctor? We're all learning. So it's okay na to always make room for the scenario that you might actually be wrong. And self-doubt is way, way better, way, way more acceptable than pathological self-confidence. Okay? Always wow. uh, always uh, assume that there is a possibility that you may, might be wrong. 
and all your the, that humility may a- allow you to reach out whenever you're already making uh, the wrong decisions and still retain uh, your credibility. You know, I'm always happy when I read about yung updates ng mga friends and contacts ko na frontliners because sa akin, that's a sign that you're still fighting the good fight. So I hope you stay safe, uh, your family stay safe and in good health, and I look forward to getting to talk to you again next time. Yes. Thank you so much, Doc. No problem. Thanks for tuning in. Help us shine the spotlight on more Pinoy scientists by leaving us a rating and a review. Subscribe to our podcast to get new episodes every week. 